We all know the last 10 nights of Ramadan is upon us, but what do we actually do in those last 10 nights? I mean, exactly what is Laid al Qadr and why is it so important? Why should I stay up and do all these things? What did the Prophet, peace be upon him, do in those nights exactly? And what in the world can I do if I have a really hard situation? Like maybe I work, maybe I have kids, maybe it's just hard for me, or maybe it's just my first Ramadan. Either way, I'm going to address all those things. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the last 10 nights and what you can do to make the most of them and change your year in the future to be the best one yet. Inshallah, bismillah. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I'm so excited to be with you guys in these last 10 nights of Ramadan. It is such a blessing. And this, um, these 10 days or these 10 nights um, have been described in the Quran and in Hadith and Sirah and everything as being some of the most powerful 10 days of the entire year. Yes. So sleeping, giving up, being like, you know, no motivation is just not possible here, sisters. This is a time where we really have to, if no other time, get past our emotions, get past our laziness, get past our feelings or physical issues and just be like, I am going to push through and you can do it. You can go beyond your your personal, um, you know, scope you don't realize it sometimes until you actually push yourself anybody who's like been in a, a physical competition for sports or anything you had to push yourself to these crazy limits you know that like you didn't think you could do certain things but then when you go and do them you can subhanallah and so today we're going to talk about uh three things and uh what is the night of power this this night that we're all supposed to be looking for in these 10 nights and it's virtue. So we can get really, really sure about what it is that we're experiencing, like what it is. And two, what did the Prophet, peace be upon him, himself used to do in these 10 nights? Because obviously we should be emulating him and trying to do those things as well. And then lastly, I know there's people with particular situations. Some people are working. Some people have kids like crawling up their neck or babies crying all night. And or maybe, um, you know, some people, they just feel like they, they do have a lot of time and they want to make the most of it. We have all these different situations for different people. Well, no worries today, inshallah ta'ala. There is something for everyone, inshallah bismillah ta'ala. I will discuss how these different people are. If you have your menstruation or you have your menses, like what should you be doing? Like, don't worry, guys. I know there's all these situations. I talk to so many of you on my Instagram regularly and I love it. I love connecting with you. And if you are one of our new listeners, just know that I'm extremely interactive in the community. I'm not somebody that is like way off on a platform and I'm untouchable. I'm somebody who creates these podcasts every day um, and every week just to, based on your guys' suggestions, many people DM me on Instagram. They ask me, um, can you, sister, can you talk about this? I'm struggling with this. Do you have a podcast on that? And 95% of what I put out is from what you request. So yes. And if you're not familiar with me, my name is Mindful Muslima. I'm a licensed educator of 20 years. I've worked in the US and Dubai. Uh, Dubai, And I also am a mom of five and kind of like a big sister to the community. We cover topics here on life hacks, love, um, relationships, um, parenting, homeschooling, time management, like whatever us modern Muslims have to go through, how can we do it while still maintaining our identity as Muslims? And and it's not about compromising. It's about like, I show you how to live that modern life without compromising who you are, but still doing what you have to do and enjoying your life and striving and growing. 
and thriving. So today we're talking about Laid to Qadr because this is the time where you're going to get like a boost. You ever play like video games when you were little and they always have like that boost button. Like if you press it, it's like shoot you forward. Like it just feels like almost like cheating because it's just so amazing. You get to shoot forward. And I don't want to compare it to something so small, but I'm just, I, I have to give visuals, right? So um, yeah, this is like that boost button. If you want to ever like super, super increase the uh, the happiness, the ease in your life, the the benefit, the reward, like this is just everything good, like rolled up in one. These are these 10 nights, but they only come to those who take advantage of them. It's not a freebie. It's not like, oh, you just get it. Everybody gets it. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives it to those who are striving. So today we're going to find out like a little bit more about this night for a couple of minutes and exactly what the prophet peace be upon him did so we can do it too. And I'll explain no matter what your situation is, how you can make the most out of Laid al-Qadr. All right, guys, so let's dive right in. Um, before we do, I wanted to just tell you defining things is really important. And in my Ramadan course, and many of you know I, I'm doing that all Ramadan, I have a course I allow women to sign up before. And all during Ramadan, I do um, interact with them and I have live uh, chats and events and check-ins and it's extremely interactive. So if you're alone in Ramadan and next year you want to join us, it's closed right now, but next year if you want to join us, feel free because I am very hands-on, I, like I said, and a constant support. We also have a private Facebook group and women can ask me questions and get additional books and resources. I give many things for free. And so um, next year, if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. But for this year, what I wanted to do was I took a lesson, one of the lessons that I did in that course, and I brought it into today's podcast. So what I'm sharing with you today is something that I'm sharing in my private course. And I, uh, I go over this with the women just to prime and prep them for these 10 nights. So inshallah, what I want you to do is I want you to do this mini exercise that I asked them to do, which was to define the word love. I asked them to define one or two words, but for you, just for this, we'll just ask you to do one. So I want you to think of the word love and I want you to define it. I don't want you to Google it. I want you to think in one or two sentences, if somebody came from like another planet and they did not know what this word love means and you had to describe it, what would you say? Just take a minute. What is love? Love is and finish the rest. Now, for the sake of time, you can pause this, obviously, if you want to think longer. Um, what I wanted to do is explain to you that defining things is critical in all aspects of your life. Now, I wanted to, I'll get to in a minute, I'll come back to this definition of love and I'll explain how it's, how it's key for your relationships and how it's key for how you live and how you perceive things and how defining things in general is huge. But what I want to talk right now about is Laid Taqadr. I want to get jump into it in about two minutes. I'll come back to that definition. Um, this is the month where the entire Quran was sent down. It is a huge deal and it moves every year, right? And I, let's just think about the wisdom in that, the hikm in that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has this really amazing prize and it's like a moving target. It's like, subhanAllah, you can't, something this amazing where you get, it's better than a thousand months of ibadah, of worship or more. You can't just give that away for free. It's going to come for those who sincerely strive. So I want you to imagine the whole ummah right now. Some people are like sleeping during the day through their fast. Some people are playing all day on their phone. Some people are reading Quran. Some mothers are trying to read Quran, but they have babies just spitting up and crying and toddlers. And they, I, I could see the mother right now. She has her hands in her hair going, Ya Allah, help me. I'm trying to read the Quran, but these children, they're just so hard. Ya Allah, help me. You have, we have people who are striving and getting stopped. You have people who are going to work every day regardless. Even though it's COVID, they might have to work from home. 
And they might even be homeschooling their kids at the same time, which is what many women are doing. Or they might have to still go outside for those women that work in the hospitals. I know many of them. And they're just trying to find a moment in their day. They're trying to even just go and find a moment to pray on time in their office or wherever they are or in their their hospital or whatever they're doing. And they, they can't even find a quiet space or people who respect the fact that they're Muslim and let them pray. And then we have people who are also staying up all night and they're just begging on their Lord and crying. And now we have people who are like staying up all night, like, uh, you know, whatever, hanging out, watching, binge watching Netflix and uh, chewing qat, let's say. I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm going to throw out all these different scenarios that we all know are happening all over the, all over the place. And at the end of the day, Allah is watching. He's watching all these people. He's hearing their cries for help and he's seeing their procrastination. So which are we? What are we going to fall into? Now, regardless of what you've done so far, I want you to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really, really wants you to come and to actually get this night of power. He's not like, oh, she doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. Look at them. No. Today, um, if you if you haven't already known, uh, tomorrow I'm going to do a, not tomorrow, maybe, maybe two days, I'm going to get a podcast on how merciful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. I suggest that you stay tuned after this one in the next day or two when I put it up. If you think you're just like a horrible Muslim and you just like Allah doesn't love you and there's just no reason, there's just like forget it. Like what's the point? No, I'm going to tell you these two amazing stories of some of the worst people on earth, the worst people that ever walked the face of the earth and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with them. And when you hear these, these stories, you're just going to be like, subhanAllah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could do that for them, what could he do for me? And I want you to just hold on tight to that and just say, no, I'm going to do something these 10 nights and I'm going to listen to those stories and I'm going to understand exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do for me if I only let him. And so subhanAllah, uh, you know, open my heart and, and actually let myself to to my to him. And so subhanAllah, every year, this moving target, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see who is striving, who is not. So it's like almost like the ones who... It separates like the real players from like the fake players, from the people who really, really want to strive and improve and those who don't. And subhanAllah, let's get to just a definition or two of Laylul Qadr. I know a lot of us have heard it as the night of power, and that is really great. But I want to talk about the de- there are other definitions because it is such a huge word that it actually is super deep and it has multiple definitions. It's kind of like this word love that I ask you to think about, right? It is so much based on um, depth and experience and perspective. And I've had, um, just want to touch on this word love for one second, in terms of relationships, I know a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff. Maybe it's with your spouse. Maybe you're looking to get married. Maybe you you know, have all these types of situations. And subhanAllah, um, I've had this before where I've had couples, um, they were not getting along and I've spoken to them and I said, what is your definition of love? Let's say I turn to the guy, one example, and the guy's like, love is when I work really hard and I bring home the money and I use it to take care of my family. That's love to me. And then the wife is like, what? That is not love. Love is, and then she starts saying what love is. And I look at the two of them and I'm just like, this is why we're not getting along. You guys have completely different expectations. You have different perspectives, different ideas of what love is. And for that, you know, we're not all on the same page. So the thing is, defining things is really, really powerful and important. And so with Layl Qadr, I want us to understand that there are different um, things said about Layl Qadr, and I want us to use those different definitions to help us paint a picture in our head of what is going to be happening um, on those nights or in the night if we catch that particular night, right? So subhanAllah, let's look at one of the definitions. One of the definitions that the scholars mention, other than the, the night of power, is estimation or determination. Um and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this night, you know, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is qulli shayin qadir, it's the same root, the estimator. On this night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he informs the angels of his execution of his plan for the entire next year. 
You know, like when a business comes out with like their fiscal plan, like, hey guys, in the upcoming year from 20 to 21, this is what we're going to be doing. This is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes out with that plan. He explains everything that's going to happen. How much do we need to be in his good graces at this time? Subhanallah. We're showing him, we're striving. We deserve this. We deserve that. It is only to our benefit that while he is giving this plan, he sees us at this amazing state where he's like, subhanallah, that person's truly striving. Let me give them some ease in the upcoming year. Let me give them some reward in the upcoming year. And yes, some arizaq is planned for us, but there's also additional hidden secret rewards and benefits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives. Why would we not want them to take advantage of that? So the other thing qadr can mean is to appreciate. In this night when people are obeying Allah maybe more than usual, he really appreciates it. And he counts it as a thousand months or better. He is the most just and he sees all that we do. And the last two that I'll share with you is um, in, a, in Arabic, the, the word qadr can also mean constriction or congestion. What does that mean? Well, to be like to be stuck in something. And that's because there are so many angels descending on the earth in this night that the, the, the earth is crowded. So subhanAllah, can you imagine your hands are up in da'a, you're in your house, you're sitting in your prayer mat, and above your house you can see all these angels are there listening to the da'as of the people, writing down our ibadah, carrying it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and taking commands from Allah of what will happen in the next year for us. Subhanallah. And lastly, um, another uh, definition that the scholars have given is nobility, because this is a, a, a way to be elevated uh, through our efforts in this time. And subhanallah, we don't realize that we sometimes hold our own selves back. and We really have to say, you know what, let me take advantage of this time. No matter how hard it is, I'm going to get this done. I might be tired. I might be rough. It might be hard. I might, I might have to like fight with the kids to get them to go to sleep early. But no matter what it takes, Allah just wants to see us striving. He wants to see us doing a bit more. Now let's look at exactly what the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to do in these 10 nights. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, in this time, Aisha radiallahu anha, she would describe that he would tighten his belt. And what do you think that means? It means that he is getting very serious. I want you to imagine somebody like right before they're going to go and, and have a, a big uh, competition, maybe like this, they'll take their belt and they'll tighten it like I'm ready. And it means he's pushing his hardest here not his least. Forget that, oh, I tried really hard for 20 days and now I'm teetering off and like I'm getting super weak the last 10 days. Let me just do whatever I can. I'll just do the bare minimum. Ramadan's almost over. Can't wait till it finishes. No. If he did, like the first 20 days for the Prophet peace upon him were like a warm-up. 10 nights, he is pushing through. And so subhanAllah, I want you to imagine if you were, if you were running a race and there was this hard sprint to the finish line. This is the end where you are just giving it your all. And I have I have actually been in competitions in sports. And so when you push yourself at the end, like that's when like your muscles are just shaking. And like subhanAllah, your whole body is just like quivering. And you're just like pushing, pushing, pushing. And you could feel like your face getting red and, and you're just trying really hard. Like whatever it is. And at the end, and, and you just feel like this big sigh of relief when it's over because you just pushed your body to the limit. Sometimes maybe you need to collapse on the floor. That is what we are going for here, sisters. We are going for these last 10 nights of just pushing ourselves to the limit, the emotional limit, the psychological limit, the physical limit. Now, I'm not obviously suggesting things that are unsafe. What I'm saying is 
I think sometimes we're a little bit too easy on ourselves. And yes, we have life problems. Look, I'm a mom of five, okay? <laughs> I have a lot going on. I have a daughter that just had a baby. I'm helping her. And you know, subhanAllah, there's so many things going on in our lives. I'm, I'm doing a course with women. I'm teaching them continuously. I'm teaching my children. I have my own ibadah. I have my own stuff. And at the same time, I am pushing myself to the limit. So I know you can too. No matter what we have, Allah will be our best helper and aid. So the Prophet, peace be upon him, he spent the whole night in ibadah, in worship in the last 10 nights. He wouldn't sleep until Fajr. So he'd take these little mini breaks here and there, but he wouldn't sleep. So put in your mind these last 10 nights, if you're able, and COVID is just a rahmah here, right? For once, COVID is our friend. In this particular case, where it's allowing us to not, maybe we don't have to go out and commute. We don't have to wake up in the morning and commute. Maybe you still have to work, but you work from home. And maybe there's just some time that you'll gain. So my point is, the whole night, the Prophet, peace be upon him, would, uh, it doesn't mean you sleep the entire day through the fast. Let's not get it twisted. You know, we're still striving during the day, but we're putting much greater effort in the evening. And so number two, he would spend the night in intense ibadah, which means, you know, like I said, going back to the whole COVID thing and not having to commute, many of us might have to do other things that we don't now have to do. Let's take that hour or two and steal it back and give it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he provides us with food, shelter. He's our true provider. It's not our governments and their checks, and it's not ourselves and our best efforts. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the provider. He has given us all that we have. Does he not deserve a little bit more of our attention? and appreciation at this time. And I think we can do it if we really try. We owe it to him. And in the, the night, the Prophet peace be upon him, he would spend it crying and making dua and asking Allah for forgiveness. And there was a beautiful dua and um, uh, that we can reference in uh, book 20, uh, 34, Hadith 24, where uh, Rasulullah he would say, Oh Allah, you are the pardoner. You love to pardon so pardon me. And he would say this one over and over and over and over. And this is very, very famous one in, in the Ramadan. So if you do have to work, at least do something. Do something at least one bit more than you did um, the rest of Ramadan. Stay up and do one more thing consistently in this time. Read a bit more Quran in this time. Make a couple extra rakah of salah in this time. Push it a little bit more than whatever you've done so far. Okay? And three, the last thing the Prophet peace be upon him that I mentioned that he did is he would wake up his family. This is a family affair. It is not a selfish, I'm alone, I'm the only one striving in my house and I'm going to stay up and do this. Everybody else, you know, may Allah give them the best. No, he would actually go around and encourage and wake up the family. I'm sure some people will be tired. I'm sure some people will not want you to wake them up. But, you know, I would let them know the night before, hey, you know what? It's really important time. I'm going to come to your room. I'm going to wake you up. Even if it's just do an hour of Quran or something, please. And you will get so much like good khair from helping and encouraging them. But also you're creating in your house this ritual of doing really great things. And so subhanAllah, if you have teeny, teeny, weeny kids, obviously you don't have to wake them up. But people that are old enough to do ibadah, and even maybe the kids like they're eight years old or 10 years old, obviously the teenagers for sure, you know, but you should be doing things as much as you can as a family and to show them that this is a time we are all in it together. We're all striving uh, for the highest 
uh, points in Jannah as a family. So one, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he would tighten his belt and push the hardest. So pushing yourself past the limit you already have. And two, he would spend it in et- intense ibadah. So looking for opportunities of how you can do one or two or three or a lot more things more. The sky is the limit for this. And three, he would wake up his family because this is a family affair. You're not trying to go to Jannah by yourself. I'm not either. Inshallah ta'ala, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for our families to join us in this um, incredible time. Now, what if you can't pray? What if you're menstruating? Well, I've, I have a book in my course and I gave that for free to the women. I wrote an entire ebook on this, but I'll give you some ideas, especially for this night, is you can still make dhikr, guys. You can still make dhikr all night. You do not go back to sleep just because you have your menses. Oh, I have my menses, so astaghfirullah, maybe next year. No, that's not what the great women of the time of the Prophet, peace be upon them, did. And we should emulate those, um, you know. And subhanAllah, they made dhikr, they made da'a all night, begging Allah for themselves, for their family, and for the entire ummah. Think about all the poor children and orphans out there. Um, subhanAllah. Um, reciting Quran. Reciting Quran more like you've never had before. Memorizing Quran. And I'm saying from your mouth, from your, you know, from the sheikh playing, not obviously from touching the Quran. And crying and begging for forgiveness. That da'a of the Prophet, you're, you know, you know, whatever. And I'm sure, guys, there's something we can ask Allah forgiveness for. And I'm not talking about some robotic empty da'a where you have your hands open and you're like, Ya Allah, you're the partner. Pardon me. I'm astaghfirullah, guys. I'm being real with you right now. Open your hands. You are not doing good things during the year. I am not doing good things. We all make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. How can we not beg Allah? The Prophet, peace be upon him, he used to beg Allah 30, 70, excuse me, 70 times a day. There's like this crazy dog outside and I cannot. <laughs> Sometimes he's like making me lose my focus, but we're pushing through, right? Alhamdulillah. But he used to ask 70 times a day. And subhanAllah, um, you know, what, what should we be making with how many mistakes we make? Now, Honest to truth, he just wants to see our sincere efforts and how much we really, really love him and want to be with him. Now, regards to women with difficult situations who are um, maybe stuck in the house with children and this and that, what I want to say to you are working really hard is do as much as you can, but try to do at least one thing more, even if it's one thing more that you do consistently, like just read an additional page of Quran each night, or you just stay up for an additional two rakah or four rakah. Obviously, push yourself as hard as you can, but do not give up and say, I cannot. Don't say my situation does. And then you know what? Make da'a to Allah to make your situation easier. But even if you could just do one more thing better or more in effort, Allah will see it. And he will know that you tried your hardest. And this will be a great opportunity, small, a small thing we're doing here, but a grand opportunity for this life and in the akhir, in the afterlife. Jannah is surrounded um, by difficult things. It's not easy. Jannah doesn't come like that, guys. We have to try our hardest. It's okay to get tired. It's okay to have low energy. Oh, I'm so tired right now. It's good. Good, you're tired. That means you're, do, you're working hard. Keep going. Don't don't feel shy from that. You're not going to die. You're not going to die from being tired. You're not going to die from having low energy. As long as you're eating properly, drink those smoothies. I tell women, eat really properly in Sahur. And I share a lot of times on my Instagram what I put out there. Do the right thing. It's only for a short while, guys. We'll survive. It's only talking 10 days. We're not talking 10 years, right? It's about having incredible intention and pushing ourselves to the limit in a safe way, obviously, but more importantly, in a meaningful way to reach the real challenge and, and, and gain immense 
reward. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us to um, have our worship, our ibadah in these last 10 nights and to gain reward and to, to uh, gain forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't forget to make dua for one another. Please make dua for me. I'd really appreciate it. I'm making dua for all of you continuously. I make dua for the entire ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and accept your ibadah. Until I talk to you in the next one, in the next podcast, we will go into the mercies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the infinite mercy. So try hard, guys. May Allah make it easy. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi, barakatuh.